Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to Diabetes on the SFP. Uh, today is January 21st, 2021, and this is our second episode of the second season. So my name is Tim. I'm the Diabetes Program Coordinator here, and uh, joining me today is Rochelle and Lisa, and so I'm going to let them introduce themselves, and then we're going to move right into our podcast. Hi, everybody. This is Rochelle. Um, I work with a diabetes program. I'm the assistant diabetes coordinator, and it's good to have you here this week. Lisa? Hi, everybody. This is Lisa, your nutritionist and diabetes educator. Welcome, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Tim, what are we going to talk about today? Well, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to, to uh, briefly review the serenity prayer. So if you're not familiar with the serenity prayer, we're kind of focusing our attentions over the next few episodes on uh, mindfulness and de-stressing. And um, we're focusing on using the serenity prayer and its concepts to, to help us get through the, the difficult things in life, whatever they are. Um, so the serenity prayer goes like this. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. So if you just keep that in mind, some of you may know the serenity prayer, uh, and if you don't, now you do. So, um, so today we're going to talk about mindfulness as a way to face the challenges of our, of our daily lives, and uh, we all have a lot of the same challenges uh, now coming into 2021. Uh, we've all faced them in 2020, and then we all have our own individual personal challenges. But mindfulness can help us uh, deal with, with a multitude of, of issues that stress us out. The mind is an incredible tool, and we really should be using it to its benefits. Uh, so mindfulness involves simply keeping your attention in the present moment without judging it as happy or sad, good or bad. It encourages living in each moment, even the painful ones, as fully and as mindfully as possible. Mindfulness is more than a relaxation technique. It's an attitude toward living. It's a way of calmly and consciously observing and accepting whatever is happening moment to moment. This may sound simple enough, but our restless judging minds make it surprisingly difficult. As a restless monkey jumps from branch to branch, our mind jumps from thought to thought. In mindfulness, you focus the mind on the present moment. The goal of mindfulness is simply to observe with no intention of changing or improving anything. But people are positively changed by this practice. Observing and accepting life just as it is with all its pleasures, pains, frustrations, disappointments, and insecurities often enables you to become calmer, more confident, and better able to cope with whatever comes along. To develop your capacity for mindfulness, sit comfortably on the floor or on a chair with your back, neck, and head straight, but not stiff, and then... Concentrate on a single object, such as your breathing. Focus your attention on the feeling of the air as it passes in and out of your nostrils through each breath. Don't try to control your breathing by speeding it up or slowing it down. Just, just observe it as it is. Even when you resolve to keep your attention on your breathing, your mind will quickly wander off. When this occurs, observe where your mind went, perhaps to a memory or a worry about the future, a bodily ache, 
or a feeling of impatience, then gently return your attention to your breathing. Use your breath as an anchor. Each time a thought or feeling arises, momentarily acknowledge it. Don't analyze it or judge it. Just observe it and return to your breathing. Let go of all of your thoughts of getting somewhere or having anything special happen. Just keep stringing moments of mindfulness together, breath by breath. First, just practice this for five minutes or even just a minute at a time. You may wish to gradually extend this time to 10, 20, or 30 minutes. Because the practice of mindfulness is simply the practice of moment-to-moment -moment awareness, you can apply it to anything, eating, showering, working, talking, running errands, or playing with your children. Mindfulness takes no extra time. Consider re considerable research has demonstrated the benefits of mindfulness practice in relieving stress, easing pain, improving concentration, and relieving a variety of other symptoms. How do you feel about that, Rochelle? So this is one of the things, yeah, this is a, this is awesome activity exercise that we do in our um, chronic disease self-management classes that we offer for um, within our program. We have this exercise and many other things that can help you through um, stress relief, um, even anxiety, you know, a lot of that is, is, is big with what's happening within the, our community and the world. So um, be on the lookout for some more um, exercise um, from, from this program, but uh, we will be having this virtually uh, providing to, um, to the community. Um, we'll be getting that information to you soon. Um, Lisa, there, uh, what about mindfulness when we eat? Yes, we can reconnect with our hunger cues. Um, will help us be a mindful eater. If we think hunger is a body's way of telling us we want to eat. But many times we eat because we're bored, we're stressed, we're sad, um, or simply because we enjoy eating. And I, I feel like especially this time, we're all home a lot more, we're bored, we're stressed, we're all of those things. And so just grabbing food when we're not hungry um, can lead to weight gain. So we really want to kind of connect with our hunger cues. So listening to our own body's hunger cues and being full. So um, before you grab food, before you grab anything, really take a breath and ask yourself, am I hungry? before you eat and really kind of multiple times throughout the day just think so um, think about your own hunger cues we want to eat when we're what slightly hungry so what might that look like our, our stomach is growling when we kind of get to that starving we tend to overeat so kind of eating when we're slightly hungry and stopping when we're satisfied and so this is just going to really take some time, too. So focus on eating. So turn off the TV. Don't be on your phone. Um, driving, reading, doing other things. So really be in the moment when you do eat. Eating at the dining room table instead of, you know, we've all have been there, sitting on the couch, snacking, and before we know it, we've been mindless eating and maybe a eat a half a bag of something when we're really not hungry. Mm -hmm. um, so really kind of focus on that eating. 
take small bites, enjoy that food, put the silverware down between bites, um, put smaller amounts of food on the plate and take your time eating. And before you go back for more, really pause and think about, am I, am I hungry? Am I satisfied? So we wanna really get back to those cues of eating when we're hungry and stopping when we're satisfied. And I think a part of a, when, when we get one of those hunger cues is to maybe drink some water before we eat. Um, that, that helps. And that will help you be mindful because sometimes we think we're hungry when we're actually dehydrated. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that will yeah. kind of slow you down. Grab that water and really kind of think, am I, am I physically hungry? And think about what that means, means to you. You might, you know, just kind of slow you down and you might think, oh, I just ate breakfast a half hour ago. I, I really am satisfied. I'm full. I want to eat because I'm bored. So let me find another activity. That might be the breathing, mm -hmm. slowing down and breathing or coloring or getting your mind on something else. And, and even with um, taking that, that glass of water to divert your attention, um, you can use mindfulness while you're drinking that glass of water. So if it's a cold glass of water, be mindful of the sensation in your mouth and then mindful of the sensation as you swallow it. I know when I swallow cold water, I can feel the temperature go through my body as it's going down my esophagus and into my stomach. Um, so if I'm concentrating on that and being mindful of that activity, um, so that that's really mindfulness in its in its simplicity. Um, so the mm -hmm. next time you you take a, a drink of water and just practice it with a drink of water, that mouthful of water, keep it in your mouth for a second, feel the the wetness and and how it tastes, and hopefully it doesn't taste, but um, how it <laughs> tastes and the temperature. And then swallow it and, and feel it go down into your body as it nourishes your body with hydration. And like Lisa said, a lot of times we're, we're not hungry, we're dehydrated. Um, we're dehydrated. Yeah, put the emphasis on the wrong syllable there. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, be conscious of what you're doing. Were you going to say, Shell? I was just um, talking about how you know, we're trying to do some type of meditation thing and to kind of calm ourselves in the state of craziness that's happening around us. Uh, what has helped me since we've been going through the pandemic is um, drinking warm water instead of cold water, um, especially if it's heated up, you know, boiled and you put it in your, your coffee cup or coffee mug. But the, when you're talking about sensations of the cold water, the sensation of the warm water kind of calms the body down. Mm -hmm. And um, and I've, I've read in, in the many health books that I've uh, gone through is that warm water kind of helps the digestion um, through the through the intestines or gut, however you want to put it. Right. But it, uh, it helps better for digestion. Okay. Okay. But for me, it just calms me. Right. Right. So... Um, another thing about the, the mindfulness is something that people here in the Pueblo are already practicing. Um, when food is prepared, there, there is an intention while you're preparing it. Is that correct, Michelle? Yeah. Uh, with anything that we prepare, um, bread or 
anything that we put on this table for, if it's for a lot of people or if it's just for our families, we have this, um, and I think it's not just with us as a Native American community or a Pueblo, it's, uh, uh, what is it, um, made with love, mm-hmm. you know? Um, we're, we're wanting to nourish our family, we're wanting to nourish our own bodies, um, that it's made in a good way, that, um, you, you know, not having um, negative negative thoughts while we're making a, making something for to put on the table. So right. made of love type of food. Right, but exactly. So, but they're focusing their intentions, their their thought process, and and they're being mindful of what they're doing in that process. Mm-hmm. So that's just another form of mindfulness. It's already being practiced, like I said, here, and like you said, not just here. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is already being mm-hmm. practiced here. And so it can be expanded to other parts of your life. Um, mm-hmm. so, uh, Rochelle and I um, attended a webinar yesterday. Um, and mm-hmm. do you remember what, what they said yesterday when they were harvesting in the hoop? Um, the, the, yeah, up in Nambe, uh, the bat, you, you had to have a, yeah. a happy attitude in order to enter yeah. the greenhouse, the hoop greenhouse. In order to enter the greenhouse, you had to have a happy attitude. And if you didn't have a happy attitude, you couldn't enter until you changed it. So you were assigned something else or you came back when you had a happy attitude. So that mindfulness there, that energy was not being transferred, that negative energy was not being transferred into the harvesting of the produce that's going to be distributed to the people. I like that. Mm -hmm. So, I yeah, that was it was awesome. Yeah, it was. There was, was. A, there was a lot of good um, little points that the person who was uh, presenting had made. And mm-hmm. Another one was um, that caught me was um, when we were when, when people eat when people were eating uh, back back then back in the back years um, that that we took what we needed, not more than what we needed. So we didn't overeat. We just ate what we what we needed for our bodies to have at the moment. And and he has stated that once we started overeating, you know, a lot of things came with that. You know, obesity, um, right. other things that come along with that. So um, think about that. Take what you need. Um, I've heard in another webinar or maybe as a book, it's um, we um, eat to live, not live to eat. And I think that was uh, that was another plant-based um, webinar. I believe it was with um, Fire Engine Two or Engine Two, something. Yeah, but I like that quote too. Is we we eat to live, not live to eat. Right. You're exactly right. We've really kind of lost that those our hunger cues and our fullness cues. If we think when we're babies, babies cry when they're hungry. They let us know, and through the years, you know, when we're told clean clean your plate you know eat everything then it can lead to overeating we eat we're bored we're stressed for all of these other other emotions so really getting back eating eating when we're hungry and just eating what we need right it sounds simple but we all we all can we all struggle with it i i know it does sound simple. I think we need to re-identify what those fullness cues are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and what's adequate amount of quantity to go mm-hmm. in. I mean, I know I struggle with that myself. When I look at a serving size of something, I go, that ain't going to work. <laughs> but 
if I eat it and then yeah. wait, and then waiting is the key, you know, our, our brain has to catch up mm -hmm. um, with the digestive process. And we live in a supersized mm -hmm. world. We're, we're so out of tune of what a normal portion size should look like. Everything's biggie, supersized, large. Mm -hmm. You know, the bagels, everything has grown over the years that, you know, looking at it, we think that's what we should be eating. Which, right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, interestingly, so I went, uh, I went to, to um, have supper with, with a, a family friends uh, for Christmas Eve? Yes, Christmas Eve. And we have pozole. And I, I find that word interesting in that the recipe is just kind of a dumping of things, you know, building it up. And um, and so several years ago, I was working at a, an Orthodox Jewish summer camp. And they told the kids, take as much as you want, but you eat everything you take. And so on day one, and it was a, it was a residential camp and it was uh, seven days long. Um, and so at the end of the meal of every meal, the kids dumped what they didn't eat into a bucket when they weighed it. And they said, this is how much you wasted of good food. And, and, it, and it was good food. If you've never had Orthodox Jewish food, it's pretty good. <laughs> um, a lot of fresh vegetables and they had, you know, they were self-sustained. They had a garden and, you know, greenhouse and, everything came from the land and the kids harvested it and uh, it was really good. But um, the bucket, that whole process was called pozole. It was the, what? yeah. And so <laughs> if you think about the pozole as we know it, where did that probably come from? That was all these scraps of things that were left over that they made mm -hmm. pozole out of. And so the Jewish have a word, pasole, that's the waste. And interestingly, by the end of the week, the pasole was minimal. The, the kids learned, mm -hmm. I will take only what I can eat. And, and they were satisfied. And we, we didn't have any waste. So it was interesting to see the different weeks come through and, and how they started out. And it was a five-gallon bucket, and it was halfway to three-quarters full on the first day. Uh, and by the end, mm -hmm. it was barely, barely there. You know, uh, so we do need to take eat, eat what we take and and learn what that amount is, and be mindful of what we're doing and how we're eating, and slow down and and enjoy the tastes and the the textures and um, that whole process of eating, um, and, and get out of this rush, rush, rush. And that, that's part of the problem too. The rush, rush, rush is then. We don't give ourselves time to be full. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Slowing it. down. Slowing yeah. down. And even just starting, you know, one one meal at a time. You know, just kind of think, okay, I'll I'll work with mindfulness at dinner time to right. incorporate. You know, little little small changes can really start adding up and making a big difference. Right. And if you focus it on just one portion of the meal, you don't have mm -hmm. to focus on the whole meal as mindful as let's keep this simple. Um, mm -hmm. You know, just focus on a, a portion of it, even if it's a um, just enjoying one of the sides. This is I'm going to be mindful about eating corn. What what mm -hmm. is that? You know, how, how do I enjoy it better? Uh, and you will enjoy it better when you smell it and savor it. Right. And you're satisfied. 
with less too usually. Right, exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. so, righty. so if you wanna know more about mindfulness, um, I, I do have the document on our website um, that talks about what we talked about. And uh, we also will be offering other mindfulness tips and techniques uh, through our virtual program and uh, pay attention to our, our uh, Facebook page and our website for dates of when we will be offering those workshops. Um, or you can contact us through email or phone. Uh, that information is available on our website. And um, we'll be more than happy to help you figure this mindfulness thing out. So do we have any other closing thoughts on mindfulness? Take it slow down. In the COVID world, where we can all slow, you know, our lives are a lot different and slower. So take advantage of it right now. Right. Take advantage yeah. of it. Be mindful to take care of yourself. I know that with um, people who are doing New Year's resolutions, um, who are trying something new, and um, especially with nutrition, if you're, if you're going full on into a nutrition plan and you don't, um, you know, you skip the day or you kind of veer off, uh, you know, give yourself some slack and, you know, don't be so hard on yourself. Just get back on and uh, restart what you were, look at your plan again, uh, reassess and start going again. Don't, don't be so hard on yourself if you've um, kind of veered off. So. Right. Right. Just, just uh -huh. get back up and move forward. All right, excellent. So, the flu season is still here. We um, we're not out of flu season until March, beginning of April. Uh, flu shots are still available. So please contact the IHS clinic, the school-based health center, uh, the pharmacy, or um, any of the pharmacies in town. If you have not gotten your flu shot, it's not too late. Uh, flu shot really does protect you. Uh, from developing the flu or developing it uh, more severely, or if nothing else, from passing it on if you come in contact with it. Uh, if you have already gotten your COVID vaccine, uh, the advice is that you shouldn't be getting a flu shot within 14 days of that COVID vaccine. Um, and it goes the other way too. If you get your flu shot, you can't get the COVID vaccine uh, within 14 days of that, um, just so that there's no complications. Um, but please get your flu shot if you haven't if you haven't gotten your flu shot. Um, we saw a lot of of children getting it. We saw a lot of adults getting it, but we didn't see a lot of teenagers. Uh, and teenagers really need to get their flu shots as well. So please contact uh, all the places that we have the, the clinic, the the two clinics, and uh, the pharmacy. They can get that done for you and, and get you protected so that uh, you're safe and you're keeping everybody in the Pueblo and in the community safe. So, all righty. Um, the uh, music that you've been hearing in the background is from Bob Mora. Uh, he's a Diné um, member and he plays traditional flute and uh, we are pleased to to allow you to hear that. And he's also the husband of Barbara Mora, uh, who we presented to you in uh, November of 2019. Yes, 2019. Um, and if you'd like a copy of her book, please let us know. We'll be more than happy to get you one. Um, so, all right, it's that time. 
Dad joke time. <laughs> <laughs> We're yeah. already laughing. They're telling I already laughed. Haven't heard it yet. <laughs> so as you know, I've been here almost two years in March, and so before I left. Um, Baltimore, I wanted to make sure my wife uh, woke up with a big smile on her face um, that morning. Um, so I'm not allowed to have Sharpies in the house anymore. <laughs> I wondered where that was going. <laughs> I, I was too. I was like, Ooh. <laughs> it's a death All right, we're keeping it together. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we will do this again on Monday, the 25th. Um, so, and uh, I will be a year older. Oh, wow. Happy early birthday. When's your early, birthday? Early birthday. My birthday is Saturday. Oh, happy birthday. Nice. And Sunday, yes, Sunday, last Sunday, this past Sunday, uh, was my 41st anniversary. Oh, wow. So I've been living with type 1 diabetes for 41 wow. years. Wow. So. Wow. It just seems, well, you know, last time we were all together, um, you were you were celebrating that. And gosh, it was. it's already been a year. Yep. Because we've really all been together. We've been in the office. Yep. Wow. It's going out a year. It's going out a year since we've been in the office. Yeah, that's really scary. Wow. Wow. Well, mm -hmm. it'll happen again soon, I hope. So we're on that process now. At least we've got the vaccines coming out. So um, we'll we'll eventually be together again. But until then, we will be together digitally on Monday, Monday, Monday. And uh, we'll talk about some other mindfulness and ways to cope with uh, the stress that's going on. So, um, mm -hmm. all right, until we meet again, everybody have a blessed week. And I will talk to you then. Have a good week. Bye-bye. See you on Monday.